Welcome to Finding Monster Right on a Frozen Mountaintop. Burr. The show about finding monsters, right? Right. Has anyone ever said burr in real life? I wonder if that makes you... I wonder if that makes you warmer. Let me just... You're, you're like an engine, like, revving yourself up. Burr. I do feel warmer. Okay. Yeah. No, that checks out. Oh, All right. Yeah. Uh, this is an episode about... Uh, not your everyday normal snowman. No. Uh, this snowman is, in fact, abominable. Uh, there's so many abominable things that I could uh, that I could uh, list, but the snowman is one of them. Specifically, it's not about just the abominable snowman, more uh, correctly called the Yeti. It's also about, well, are you prepared? Uh, Doesn't matter, because might... Yeti or not... It's the story of how Jimmy Stewart fought the abominable snowman and won. And won. Yes, we. My boy Jimmy Stewart. He he came through. That he most certainly did. I was very proud of how clickbaity that title sounded. <laughs> oh, it's a real Christmas miracle, isn't it? It really is. It's it's December tenth. <laughs> well, good good card. Well played. Thank thank you. I I always play my best community reference cards. So, specifically, you may be wondering, Jimmy Stewart, the actor, <laughs> who's looking for the Loch Ness monster? Big Crosby, uh, or to sum that up in Jimmy Stewart turns. Well, let's not <laughs> let's not give away <laughs> the fact that we have a special guest in the studio. It's it's James Stewart himself. Yes, uh, he's in the green room waiting for his uh, special debut. Right, and uh, and and here he comes now. Oh, uh, hello there, uh, beings from from the internet. It's me, Jimmy Store, here to talk to you about my experiments in the north. By north, I mean the west or east. I forget how I got there, but I did. So, James Stewart, uh, well, your presence terrifies me. Uh, well, you're not, you're not so much of a looker yourself. For, I, I think you protest a little much. Well, I, mean, I came all the way here, and uh, I didn't expect to receive such treatment. Well, this sucks. I hate this. Let's just, hey, <laughs> pulling a ripcord on this bit because it's giving me social anxiety. <laughs> I'm sorry. A Angry Jimmy Stewart's my favorite version. <laughs> I I prefer creepy axe murderer Jimmy Stewart myself. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll Noted. I'll, I'll give him notes for when he returns. That was a bit that, uh, that you were doing a while back. That was very good. We have this great Christmas bit that's just uh, Jimmy and Jimmy. <laughs> or it's George and George, really. It's George Bailey talking to George Bailey. Like, what if instead of uh, Clarence, God had sent another George Bailey? Oh, Clarence, huh? I don't, I don't seem to understand what's going on here. Oh my god, I don't really seem to understand what's going on here. Well, what do you mean I was never born? I don't, I, there's two of me, one of us had to be at some point. Oh, clearly. 
The math just doesn't add up. Oh, yeah. You have beautiful eyes. I went to high school. I danced in the pool. You know, yeah. this we saw. Right, I was there. I was also you. Alright, that's, yeah. So, uh, let's talk about a, a snow beast. Man, that bit used to be better. So, yeah, let's talk about uh, what the hell we're talking about. So, the Yeti. <laughs> Yeah. The Yeti was an American actor, singer, and military officer known for his distinctive drawl and everyman screen persona. Uh-oh. The Yeti's film career spanned 80 films from 1935 to 1991. Hold on. I think I've actually... Ah, uh, okay. Here we go. No. The Yeti's like a snowman. Uh, yeah. It's a snow... It's a snowboy. It's a it's a Bigfoot of the, of the mountaintops. Yep. Basically, every uh, culture has a wild man kind of mythology to it whether it's like a sasquatch or an uh, an almas or a uh the mapanguari from south america has been compared to them weirdly none in africa yeah. where there actually is these <laughs> in africa they're just like oh that guy he's he's the worst yeah no it's interesting uh how primates factor into mythology like actual primates because it like chimpanzees you would think would be like a major thing you know hey these people grew up in a place where there's literal orcs and they're just like oh no those are just like some kind of weird forest people that we don't get right uh so yeah no they're the model snowman you know uh <laughs> up in them himalayas yes the himalaya uh mountain range in uh in south asia and i want to talk about the name the abominable snowman uh I, please well it uh is a bad translation of uh, of the word yeti in fact it's kind of just a nonsense translation that makes uh, that was just brought up by somebody trying to sell a book yeah yeah i heard that abominable was is more like a uh what we call it, like a pr move yeah yeti comes from a uh, a word that's more like yete and it uh essentially means bear from a rocky place which is a much better cryptid name i think it's also my uh, high school nickname <laughs> you stole that joke from me you stole that joke because i was talking about how i lit a a uh, a, a scented candle for for uh for ambiance like i'm in some remote mountain camp where like the scene is being lit like uh like the drinking scene in raiders and it's called farm apple pumpkin and i was like how did they know my nickname in college then you stole the joke yeah well, I, that that makes our score um like 30 to 1 <laughs> <laughs> you know what else is 30 to 1 no tom slick <laughs> yeah tom slick if, if that sounds like a dastardly being from history you are correct right so if you see if he sounds like he's like a grease covered like slithering on the ground like the grinch then you are absolutely 100 percent the right <laughs> that's yeah Tom Slick was born in 1916 and died in 1962 in a uh, in a plane crash. Yeah, his heart is a dead tomato. He's a black banana with a greasy black peel. Yeah, and what's that uh, oil? You know the guy. What's that black grease? It's oil. Tom Slick was a Texas-based uh, oil magnate. Uh, all the best figures in history, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, nothing. Nothing bad ever came out of Texas oil. And. Uh, he was also, he kind of fancied himself something of an explorer, and uh, he mounted expeditions to find various, you know, cryptid animals during the 50s, like uh, the Loch Ness Monster, the Yeti, the Bigfoot, and the Trinity Alps giant salamander. Now that I don't know what that is. 
and it doesn't sound exciting like the others. If you've ever seen an oil tycoon or someone with a cowboy hat that uh, that is very rich in a cartoon, uh, they're probably based off this this figure and his salamander interest. His salamander interest. Uh, he was an advocate for world peace late in his life. And eventually he uh, died in a plane crash because the aircraft disintegrated in flight, as Wikipedia puts it. Hmm. Okay. I don't... What year was this? 1962. So, ah. I think the Yeti used its third eye magic eight man powers <laughs> to destroy Tom Slick's aircraft. That, or possibly there was like a Red Baron thing going on. Yeah. And two years later, he was the Bumble. And... <laughs> And Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. The Yeti had a great time in the 60s, really. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nick Cage was supposed to play uh, Tom Slick in a movie, Tom Slick Monster Hunter, but the project stalled. And that's why we beat him to it with Jimmy Stewart Monster Hunter. We've been over this, how my version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme that's etched forever in my head is from the 2003 reboot. Yes. Yeah. I know. We have to have talked about that before in the show, probably. So I'm surprised we have not done the turtles yet. Oh, oh, gee, that's such a normal episode for us to do. <laughs> that's that's very on brand for us. So I'm not sure why we haven't. You're right. We should do an episode on Splinter. Okay. Yes. <laughs> good. Good. Splinter specifically. I don't want to talk about it as kids. You know what? No, 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 no. If we learned one thing from Game of Thrones, it's that don't worry about subverting expectations. Please don't. Let's just make something about the Ninja Turtles. Okay, Turtle Time, episode 41. Ah, uh, damn it, now it's gotta be a thing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that. what else, uh, where does Tom's like tie into the Yeti tale? So, about 13,000 feet above sea level, there's a village in Nepal called uh, Pangbokche. Mm -hmm. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, the uh, mylanguages.org tells me that uh, these characters that make up the name are uh, Pa as in Panama, Na a as in Stan Allen with an apostrophe in between. Bo as in Bone. Che as in Che Guevara. So uh, if I just clip all of those words that I just said and put them in order, I'll have a perfect pronunciation. Pan Bo Che. There we go. Stan Allen is Tim Allen's brother that voices Buzz, Buzz Lightyear in the video games, right? Uh, that sounds right. Why is that how they? They don't right. <laughs> like that's not how it works. No. I I believe as it goes, Tim Allen doesn't make enough money, so he voices Buzz Lightyear in, like, other media himself. That said, uh, Woody is voiced by uh, Tom Hanks' brother, who is not as popular as him, but has the same voice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so every time you hear a, a Woody toy, it's t it's uh, it's his brother. Wow. Kind of sad. Pangboche is a, uh, is a remote village, and... There is a legend about the place that a monk walked into a cave to meditate uh, many, many years ago in some nondescript time, and he met a yeti. Ooh. And uh, he and this yeti were pals. And many years later, when he went back, the yeti was dead. So he took off the hand and took the scalp and took it back to the monastery. I see. Where it uh, remained in a reliquary kind of state. That was an interesting word I just dropped. Is that a thing? <laughs> A reliquary. It it became a relic. A reliquary because... states. Ooh. <laughs> Out of queries belongs there. Mm. <laughs> Unless it's like a question mark. Uh, reliquary. Uh, 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 reliquary. A container for holy relics. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm sorry. I'm stuck on the 
for some reason, because my brain connected those dots, I, I am stuck on thinking about Tom Hanks, how Tom Hanks' voice is just a young Jimmy Stewart. A young, more competent Jimmy Stewart. Well, okay, that's rude, Jimmy Stewart. And, okay, well, here, start off with Jimmy and then and then work back into Tom. I want you to have a okay. Tom Hanks voice. That is my uh, that's my Christmas gift to you, and you're not getting anything else. Can, can I get a topic for, for Jimmy Stewart? Uh, um, uh, hey, can you get me the moon real quick? Oh, the, the moon. You made that big one up in the sky that looks down upon me as I slumber. As I as I waste my mortal lives here, counting the days one by one until I can again, until I can shed the the knife, and uh, well, if you really want that, then I'll pull it down from you. Come on, guys. Is this gonna turn into Tom Hanks? Because I'm scared. Yeah, I I I can't really bridge the get that gap. Uh, I need more practice. Okay, go. Cool. Just say Jenny. Jenny. Nope. Oh god. Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's let's do it. Uh, so, Pangboche, what happened to this Yeti hand and this Yeti scalp? Well, just kind of sat there in a reliquary, and then <laughs> oil businessman and adventurer Tom Slick heard about all these monks making noise from up atop his higher mountain, and he was like, "I have to stop Yeti Christmas from coming." But how? Yep. And uh. In 1957, he went on an exploration to uh, to take photographs of the hand and bring it back to the West. Now, the scalp had already been measured in uh, 53 by someone else, but the hand was basically unknown. And uh, then a later expedition headed by, uh, headed by a member of Slick's previous expedition in 1959... Uh, the man's <laughs> the, the second away of that party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The man's name was Peter Byrne. So he claims uh, that he made a sizable donation to the monastery, and the monks allowed him to remove a finger of the hand from uh, for study. But in a previous letter, he had uh, he had said that he had just a desiccated human finger on hand. Oops, whoops, daisies. Just basically had one of those. <laughs> And uh, yeah, just, everyone's got one of them in their pockets, right? Right. Right next to like the, the, the roll of mints. Right. Yeah, no. And then he just switched it out with the Yeti finger on the hand. He wrapped a rope around it and pulled it to himself. Yeah. Do, do you have the uh, the price that he paid for it? He, had a, he paid $160 in rupees. <laughs> Which is like uh, 10,000 rupees. Yeah, it's a pretty, <laughs> it's, that's a lot of clay pots. <laughs> yeah right just i you know yeah i i pictured that i pictured the legend of zelda rupees now so just he i imagine him with like just arm sacks of gemstones now he claimed that he, that he paid for it but mm-hmm. that is only and a he, story that he came up with later it seems uh he, he columboed it yeah the, the main source of the claim that he uh actually bought it from them or was given permission the main source of that is the man himself. So, so yeah, no, yeah, he stole understood. it. Like we learned during Halloween, you know, this is an example of Westerners of multiple different stripes just kind of thinking they can waltz into places and steal people's sacred relics and things. Well, finger bone's not here. It's in your house. <laughs> oh, good. He's back. Hey, Jimmy Stewart, I have a question. How did this Yeti die? Oh, <laughs> 
No comment. All right. Gosh. <laughs> okay. Ape hand find. It's like Aug Lang Syne, but ape hand find. Is that anything? Sure, sure at all. Acquaintance be up north. It's not up right, north. Just... Nope. <laughs> Adam, I, you have a strange. <laughs> that, that's what that, that's what he thinks mountains are. He thinks mountains are north. <laughs> don't don't correct him. He gets mad if you correct him. Right, so yeah, please continue. Yeah. So um, the real place where Byrne probably got the uh, probably got the finger bone from was a uh, was a primatologist named William Charles Osmond Hill. William Charles Osmond Hill. Mm-hmm. Tolls. Nope. Okay. Uh, who was a primatologist, and he did. He was actually like I, I ran a background check. Like despite his cryptid fascination, he was like a actual scientist. Yeah, Bill Bill Hills has uh, references. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Hills has got the receipts. Uh, but he also thought it was cool to trick monks. So, you know. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that uh, that Peter Byrne may also have gotten the monks to agree under the influence of alcohol, which is super gross and also very much just a, a total Belloc move. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think, uh, <laughs> you know, Belloc had a pretty good relationship with the natives. That's all I'm saying. He did, and that's weird. Wherever Belloc went, he seemed to like be buddy buddy with the, the the people of that area. Perhaps you could convince them, Tom Slick, if you spoke Ovitos. That wasn't a Belloc impression. That was nothing. That was just the guy from Supernatural. Why am I gripping that impression so tight and raising it from perdition? I, I, I'll tell you right now. I will never get that reference. <laughs> I I will never watch Supernatural. Me neither. I just know the voice. I've just been following the fandom drama, and let me tell you, oh. Turbo Hell is real, and it's coming for me. Uh, so uh, th- this uh, this finger bone is in flight, right? Uh, yeah. So Byrne smuggled the finger bone from Nepal into India in Calcutta. He got a uh, telegraph from Tom Slick, who is masterminding this whole thing. And who did he meet in Calcutta? Why, it's actor of stage and screen, and also a military officer, James Stewart. Oh, it's me, Jimmy Stewart. The one. The only. No, just the one. Okay. Yeah, there's probably multiple Jimmy Stewarts, aren't there? I would disagree. Okay. Oh, also, Jimmy Stewart was born in my least favorite city in Pennsylvania. Oh, what city is that? Indiana, Pennsylvania. Fuck off. Oh, we named the dog Indiana. So, yeah, Jimmy Stewart, he met in Calcutta. It was probably like a hotel or something. But what I'm imagining is like a <laughs> like an open floor, like palace, like some place that you get into with the bead curtain. There's a peacock watching. There's somebody fanning them, you know, the whole thing, because it's old timey times, India. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Do you, uh, you come here often? Somebody's feeding Jimmy Stewart grapes. I'll play a suit anywhere. I own the, the establishment. <laughs> Have you tried any <laughs> monkey brains? <laughs> uh, no, Jimmy Stewart. I mean, I did just steal a sacred relic from a bunch of Asian people, but that sounds racist. Oh, no, no. It's par for the course around here. 
You should meet my guy, my friend with the horn helmet. Oh God, this is and the, and, and the hearts. Hello, it is me. I am Jimmy Stewart's Indian friend with a horn helmet. I'm an enchanter, <laughs> you see. And there are some who call me Tim. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey, I figured out how to kill this improv bit. <laughs> yep. Bring in a Monty Python reference. <laughs> The death of all improv. Uh, thank God. Thank God they programmed that kill switch. So, all right. uh, Jimmy Stewart was there with his wife, Gloria. And uh, the way they got the uh, the thing all the way to the Heathrow Airport was uh, they hid it in Gloria's lingerie case. Now, here's a question. Do people have, like, designated lingerie cases? Uh, apparently. I mean, it, it makes sense. It makes more sense to me that pencil case. Because people can see your pencils. That's fine. My experience with cases <laughs> includes pencil case. Yeah, no, uh, like, it, as the story unfolds, you'll see uh, why uh, having a separate uh, container for that kind of stuff makes sense. Right. So, uh, Jimmy Stewart and his wife uh, got the finger inside uh, inside the Mrs. Stewart's brassiers into... Uh, <laughs> into uh, London via Heathrow Airport. And uh, they actually lost their luggage briefly or something. And uh, it was eventually returned to them. And Mrs. Stewart asked, Oh, well, uh, why why hasn't the, uh, the, the, the case been, uh, been opened? And the, uh, the, uh, the British person who gave her this, who worked at the hotel, I assume, <laughs> whatever the, name is that somebody that gives you lost luggage i don't know i don't know i've lost too many luggage uh, is yeah uh, it, it's somewhere between a concierge and a bellhop right so it's the the, the conch hop the conch hop uh said oh oh gee there go oh no no british conch hop is ever going to look through a lady's lingerie case no pip it, it's acceptable if we make fun of every part of the world in the same way <laughs> <laughs> if we just have a uh, a whole a whole world travel sequence. <laughs> we all said. Oh wait, we didn't do. <laughs> I wonder what it looked like when Jimmy Stewart went on that flight from Calcutta to uh, to the to London. Oh, 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 Gloria, I I looked out my window and I I saw some kind of some kind of being. Hey, some kind of hey gremlin. Hey, give me my finger bones back. <laughs> I loved you, and it's a wonderful uh, life. Uh, uh, you'll get them back when this plane goes down. Hey, ask me how I'm attached myself to this plane. Oh, excuse me, sir. Yeah. How, 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 Pritel, have you secured yourself to this vehicle of the, of the air? Rope. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Well, I I know too much now. James, you shouldn't have gotten tangled up in all this 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 bone nonsense. Oh, what can I say? I'm a real uh I'm I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk to you anymore. Thank you for not making I'll a see you land. Thank you for not making a bone nonsense joke because I know we're talking about my lingerie case. You're a very respectable gentleman, and that's why I married you. Why did this voice suddenly turn into not Jimmy Stewart's wife anymore? This, it's uh, like she was aging. Yes. Like she's suffering a true Indiana Jones <laughs> villain's death. <laughs> so, 
Uh, but but that, that's ultimately this whole story is being told it. by Gloria Stewart on a boat, <laughs> while she reveals that she had the diamond the whole time. <laughs> is that a reveal on Titanic? I don't think so. I haven't seen Titanic in a while. In a while. <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, where were we? Yes. So they got the uh, they got the finger bones to uh, William Charles Osmond Hill, who uh, I think concluded that it was uh, an undetermined hominid, which would uh, which would be anything in the uh, group that includes great apes, basically. And then he uh, it says later in 1960 he decided that the Pemboche fragments were closer uh, to a Neanderthal. Ooh. And that's kind of where it sat for a bit. In 1991, the NBC program Unsolved Mysteries also uh, took a look at this hand. And a, a lot of, you know, testing went on. And essentially, it's human. Just straight up, it's a human hand. Yeah, it's it's the same human hand that... Oh, what's his name? That, that, that Peter Burns originally uh, placed at the Tibetan Monk monastery cut to a busy uh, <laughs> texas streets where tom slick is looking around and checks his pockets for no <laughs> slips in a, a a yeti bone and then fades into the crowd <laughs> no not even like then like it suddenly he he goes to exchange it on the black market for i don't know oil more oil i guess and then uh, it suddenly it's like, wait a minute! And he snaps the the guy buying it like snaps it in half like, this is a fake. No, it can't be. Burn. Cut to Puerto Vallarta on a beach. Uh, <laughs> Peter Byrne is just like sipping like a drink out of a coconut, and he just says like thank you and hands something back to uh, to some kind of uh, resort attendee, and he just like it's like he pulls out the hand and just starts laughing. <laughs> And then the uh, the cons hop shows up and says, "Sir, your 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 check has bounced." And then he, he looks at the hand, which is really has a price tag on it. Cut to Jimmy Stewart <laughs> flying back to America as he nods as he lowers his hat and nods his <laughs> and nods up to sleep. He holds a, a yeti finger up to his mouth to say shush to the audience. <laughs> then Iris in. Iris out. Uh, <laughs> Gloria Stewart is like going through her lingerie case, and then uh, she just pulls out another Yeti finger. And then she <laughs> just like, and then she uh, just like like tucks it into like her shirt or something. And Jimmy Stewart's like, Gloria, uh, did you see the uh, the real Yeti finger? I I have only got this prop one that I made with the profits from the old one. Haven't seen it. Shh. Iris in again. So, yeah, no, this is a big dumb thing. Oh, yeah, uh, the really fucked up part. So after 1991, when the Unsolved uh, Mysteries program aired, uh, there was a renewed interest in the Pangboche uh, hand and, or the Pangboche, I've been pronouncing it Pangboche, like, oh, ho, ho, <laughs> je m'appelle <laughs> Nepali du Paris. Je m'appelle So... Uh, the entire hand was stolen from the Pangboche Monastery. What? Yeah, no. Uh, it reportedly disappeared into a private collection via the illegal underground in a sale of antiquities. Uh, all that for a, a single digit? <laughs> and then someone just came by and took the whole hand? Yeah. 
Also, the the yeah. finger bone, the finger that was missing was reportedly the ring finger of the hand, assuming, you know, the Sieti was oh. married. And uh, it's about <laughs> nine centimeters long. So nine centimeters and some change is about the length of my index finger. And then my ring finger is about 10.5. So so it, you're saying it's an unimpressive. Yeah, my hand is bigger yeah. than this Yeti hand. So at that point, it's like, what's the point? Like, what's exciting about it? Mm-hmm. So a New Zealand-based climber named, uh, I want to get this right. Um, do, 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 where is this? Is it Mike Alsop? I, I, the guy's name is Alsop. I'm trying to remember what his first name is. We can call him Alsop. Everyone in New Zealand only has one name. Right, like Arag- Gandalf. Aragorn. Aragorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we still found some Mike. untouched land. <laughs> it's Mike Alsop. Uh, New Zealand mountain climber Mike Alsop uh, was struck with the fact that this uh, this little monastery uh, was missing the yeti hand and uh, that it was unfindable and so he contacted weta workshop who built a, a replica hand free of charge oh that's awesome weta being the team behind uh lord of the rings lord of the rings king kong they're some of our old friends of the show mm. and in uh in 2011 mike alsop handed over the replica skull in hand oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, there was like a heartbreaking little story here about how uh, Lama Gershe had a stroke in September uh, 2010 and is recovering in Kathmandu. And uh, Alsop was just like putting forward this uh, this whole like pledge to say like, hey, return this hand because it's a it doesn't belong in a museum, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I see why the why he was on Belloc's side. Yeah. So that's the current status of the hand is that it is still out there somewhere, the hand of the Yeti. And if you find it, uh, you'll be compelled to cut off your hand and it lets you cast a teleport, I think, three times a day. And if you can find the eye of you the Yeti, then three wishes. Yeah, I, I think you can cast wish. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you also wear the eye of the Yeti, which works in the same way, uh, the Yeti will uh, will take you over. It's Vecna. It's the hand. The Yeti is Vecna is what I'm saying. Oh, I was doing a monkey's ball thing. Mm. But that makes sense. Hey, where are these magic monkeys? Yeah, if the paw is that powerful, let's well, how, let's get the whole rest of the monkey, right? Oh, man. I didn't even think about that. What kind of monkey is the most magic? Uh, the bonobo chimp. That's an ape. No, oh, man. I'm, I'm loath to correct people on that because, oh, seatbelts, everyone. <laughs> That's what I've decided to name the science segment is seatbelts, everyone. <laughs> okay. So monkeys are a paraphyletic group. And what that means is uh, they have a common ancestor, but in order to encompass everything that we call a monkey, uh, we would have to count as part of that, the group that includes uh, apes and humans. So you have hmm. a common ancestor and all its descendants except some of them. It's like if you said that, like, uh, Prince William wasn't a member of the royal family. Like, he's still, his mom is still the queen. Like, you can't change that. Yeah, right. So, well, monkey isn't really a good taxon name, then. You have old world monkeys, which, technically speaking, should include apes. And uh, you have new world monkeys. All right. This is a 
This was a bust of a science segment, TBH. So this brings me to the question of what's the Yeti and the Bigfoot? What, what are they? Yeah, what are they? And To each other is what you're asking. Oh, okay. Not what I was asking, but interesting. <laughs> In just general, you're like, what are these creatures? You're like the beginning of a of an ancient aliens like episode ancient astronaut theorists believe that they're ancient astronauts what are the odds so common theories uh of what the bigfoot and the yeti supposedly are are that they are descendants of gigantopithecus because somebody found a very large ape molar and uh based on that find uh the thought that oh must have been giant apes at some point in history which like yeah, sure. Or in prehistory, rather. And then somebody else, and I think they found, like, mandibles and stuff. They found some cranial material, so it's not all, you know, it's... Yeah, right. Yeah, they've got some pretty good ideas about Gigantopithecus that's, that are pretty interesting, and it's a very fascinating fossil taxa, especially because uh, animals that live in, like, forested environments and mountainous environments don't really fossilize well, because there's not a lot of... There's either, like, too much uh, activity breaking them down too much before the bones can fossilize, or they just don't get buried. Mm. But, so, Gigantopithecus was probably too big to stand on two legs for any reasonable period of time. So the fact that these people were just like, oh, big ape, that's that's what the Yeti is. Like, that's, no, you can't just do that. You're, uh, you're, this is my big thing about cryptozoology is, like, Normal animals are so cool anyway. You know, do you also need a Bigfoot? Have you seen a cuttlefish do its thing? Go to... Oh, yeah. Go, uh, donate to, like, some kind of gorilla and chimpanzee conservation fund. They're being ravaged by Ebola right now. They're like Bigfoot except more different from people. Shouldn't that be more interesting to you? Like, why are you chasing unicorns in a world with so many better, more interesting things? We, we went into this... Uh in great detail in our uh, Indominus Rex episode. That's possible. I don't remember anything that we say on this show. Well, I guess what I'm saying is it's the same principle of, like, yeah, you don't need to make better dinosaurs. Having dinosaurs itself is already great. Yeah. Yeah. The same is true for regular animals. I was going to go into a whole thing about how uh, the Yeti and the Bigfoot were probably, like, a spinoff of, like, proto-humans instead of, uh, instead of like, something more ancient. Than either, but honestly, I'm just so struck with the realization that, like, this isn't real. Stop taking people's hands from people's monasteries. Yeah, if someone has a hand in their monastery, leave it. Leave it there. So, uh, do you want to do some segments? Uh, yeah, let's do one, two real quick here. I think I've got a couple up my sleeve. Oh. Did I hear the, the whisper of a Jimmy Stewart on the mountain wind? <laughs> Oh, I'm king of, the, king of the world. That's that's not your movie, Jimmy Stewart. That's ah, so. Um, who's the monster and who's the man? Who is the monster and who is the man? Between Jimmy Stewart and the Yeti. Between Jimmy Stewart. And let's talk about the human collaborators, actually. Okay. That's an interesting question. Let's, let's, let's my favorite murder this and just judge uh, a real life crime in a way that is uh, <laughs> a little gauche. Oh, uh, are you basically saying like, hey, they stole something? Are they bad people? 
Yeah. And which one of them is the worst? Like, if we're putting these people in jail for stealing, like, a holy relic from someplace. Yeah, right. Uh, they they did steal it in the name of science. Not an excuse. They stole it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm right. I, I, I know what I said. But, you know, sometimes Nicolas Cage steals the Declaration of Independence uh, to save the country. Well, that's fine, because that's America. <laughs> I guess I see what you're saying. I guess I have the opposite double standards. <laughs> than most people would have, so I'm not really solving any problems. Hang on one second. There's some giant loud sound coming outside of my house. Okay, I'll uh, I'll spend the time thinking about um how to <laughs> how to do this segment. Hmm. It's it's a tra- it's a train in the winter, so like there's no trees or anything to echo it. Oh, I just hear I hear rails going. That's uh that's. Are you sure there's not uh, Tom Hanks or his weird brother around made of creepy CGI? Referring to um, the Polar Express, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, got it. But I, I was stuck on the the beginning intro sequence to Toy Story 3. Oh, oh wow, that's also a Tom Hanks movie about a train. Yeah, the, the brother connection I mentioned earlier. Mm. Or that you're hearing for the first time because it was cut out. So Tom Slick is like the guy in the van. Okay. And uh, Peter Byrne is like the face man. Or maybe Jimmy Stewart's the face man. <laughs> what are the other roles in a heist? Uh, there's the face. <laughs> I... Somebody's an acrobat. Charles Teenage uh, Ninja Hill, whatever his name still is. still fucking going. Look at this. Can you hear that? Nope. Might not show up on the recording. And if it does, it's some uh, wonderful Christmas time ambiance. All right, sorry to to pull away from that. All right. So William Charles Osman Hill is the brains of the operation. Okay. Yeah, he's he's the ma- the mastermind. Yeah, yeah. He just handed Peter Byrne the. Uh, I think Peter Byrne is like the hands. You know, he's like the diamond thief that like switches out like the bag of sands. You know, the pickpockets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the magician or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Now you see him, now you don't. He's totally the guy that's, like, cutting the hole in the glass with, the, with like, the diamond or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. And uh, I... then uh, Jimmy Stewart's the face because he's like, what, what, me? No. Oh, I accuse me of such trickery, such shenanigans, such chicanery. I think, uh, I think both of the Stewarts are the face in this case. Uh, I believe so. Oh, Gloria Stewart's like Black Widow in Winter Soldier. She's like, public displays of functions make people uncomfortable. So let's put it in my underwear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's the vibe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, 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 no, that's actually, that's actually spot on. And then Jimmy Stewart as Captain America is kind of a, that makes sense. He has a very wholesome image, although he also steals relics from people. She's kind of the distraction. If this was a longer, a modern film, she would, like, faint at that time. Mm. When the guy's about to check her underwear case. So, uh, who's going to jail in this scenario? Uh, well, they got they got away, right? If okay, wee woo wee woo. Hi, we're the time cops. Who's going to jail here? Thank you. Uh, I Wait, the context. We're the time superheroes. Mm-hmm. We're, we've got our Avengers Endgame suits, and we're going to take people to to the raft. Now it's tolerable. It's gotta be the pickpocket, the guy that actually picked it up. Oh yeah, no, that's some sneaky shit. He might have gotten some monks drunk. That's that's some 
that's an awful energy right there. Yeah, uh, uh, smuggling, <laughs> smuggling uh, black market materials may even be done like unknowingly. Hmm. L- like I-, I could see a version of the story where, like, say, Gloria is entirely innocent. Hmm. And uh, and I-, I snuck it in there when she wasn't looking because I knew uh. I knew what powers of protection her under things have. So you're saying, like, uh, it might be possible to turn the stewards against each other. Like, that's what she would say if she's in uh, a time superhero jail. Yeah, if this was Ocean's 8 and not Ocean's 11, they would be on, like, different sides with different motives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And uh, Tom Slick is going to jail for being just named Tom Slick. <laughs> He's going to jail for crimes against humanity and pollution. Like, I know that... if we're if if it's time if it's time cop, uh, uh, are the authorities here? They they are not. They're not. We're the time judges. We're the time uh, <laughs> judge dreads. Yeah. No, that's also bad. Uh, uh, oh, I, I see. You're you're trying to. Well, let me understand that you're trying to get a time force. Time force <laughs> uh, of law, <laughs> without calling to mind any current climate. Time Squad. Oh, baddies. Time Squad. Yes. Right. Yes. I, I, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm the robot for sure, right? You are the robot, yes. Okay, well. Uh, Time Squad's not big enough to capture me, I don't think. Mm. I'm somewhere, I'm some uh, horrible hybrid between the other two members. That's about right. Where, where I know a little bit about history and I have glasses, but I'm kind of big and hairy. <laughs> You're also kind of so, tall and slim like the robot. You're like the, uh, the... <laughs> I'm, I'm every time squad character combined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> D- uh, damn, I wish I was still on Tinder. That'd be my profile. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, right. yeah, everybody's going to jail. I feel like even though Tom Slick is rich and white, his name is Tom Slick. No jury in the world, no matter how much they're being paid, is going to render an innocent verdict. Uh, I agree with that. So, here's a question. Uh, the Yeti hand. <laughs> Therapist. Uh-huh. Therapy animal. Or needs therapy. Well. Just the hand. Maybe a Yeti. Probably a person's desiccated hand. Uh, it can give a thumbs up and a thumbs down. Mm. I don't know if you can uh, interpolate an entire therapist experience from that. Maybe a therapy animal experience. Like, it can make you feel good to see, like, a thumbs up every day. Yeah, yeah, or pat you on the back. I was gonna say, like, hang up the Yeti hand, like, over your door, but, like, if you orient a hand vertically, it's impossible to give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Yeah, uh, and uh, I, it does not have any problems that needs therapy. Well, uh, therapy I mean, animal is the, the winner here, if you ask me. It, it might need therapy. It was replaced by an imposter. I, I guess that's true. He might have imposter syndrome. The ring finger was cut off and replaced with uh, with a, a human finger from... It, if that's not symbolism, I don't know what is. Yeah. that's. Okay. I think it needs some therapy. I think that's our answer. Needs therapy. Yeti hand yep. needs therapy. Yeah, I can write down all its problems. Ooh. Ooh, Edmund, I just thought of something. Who would win in a fight? Jimmy Stewart or Robert W. Morgan for the snowman's heart? Who Who will melt the icy beast? <laughs> I'll probably give me a give me a good one too, you know. Uh, this Robert Morgan fellow, he spends a lot of time in the woods, but has he spent any time on the streets? <laughs> this is just calling to mind my classic D and D quote of "I grew up on the streets of the woods." 
Yeah. 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 No. I, I can't do a Robert W. Morgan impression, so there's no winning here. Mm. RWM is a is a pacifist, surely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> although we, we may have converted him in our episode. Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> so bloodlusted Robert W. Morgan versus Jimmy Stewart normally. Uh, yeah, I still go Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, he's got that axe. Who's <laughs> that axe? God, terrifying. Also, I don't think Robert W. Morgan could bring himself to hurt America's dad, Jimmy Stewart. No one can. That's their mistake. Horrifying as always, James. I'm, I'm like a, I'm like, I'm like, a, I'm like Mr. Rogers, but with like a little more, a little more, a little more, a little more, a little more blood. You know, James. We've now heard from the defense and the prosecution. Do you have anything to say before uh, before we the jury renders its final rating place? I'll do it again. Horrifying. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the final rating place. So uh, I give the Yeti hand. Right. One thumb up. Hmm. Out of one? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, he's got, uh, I'll give it four out of five digits. Okay, that's fair. I will give it, uh, well, the Yeti hand originally belonged to a Yeti who was just, like, hanging out with a monk and, uh, and then died. And I think that's a lovely story about friendship. So I am going to give it a, uh, a, the friendliest number, which is... It's not one. No, 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 that's the loneliest number. Um, 22. 20, what was that, 22? 22 out of uh, 25. All right. Nope. 22 <laughs> every, out of 25. Every, yeah, no. Every time you go back on something like that, I feel like, I'm like, all right, what's the reference? <laughs> like, like, what year did you accidentally, like, summon a, or, or a quantity of, of something incorrect? It is the year 2225. The yetis have overtaken the planet in revenge. All right. Well, thanks for for joining us here on this frozen mountaintop, everybody. Yeah, I hope you had a a good time and you're keeping warm this uh, winter. I hope that you had a good time and you're keeping warm all year round, even when it's very hot outside. Yeah. My wish for you is neutral at best. (laughs) Uh, Happy holidays and have a good one. Yeah. Uh, Until next time, we get even more. We actually go north. Yeah, no. Uh, get your jingle bells ready. It's about to go down. Why is it the lyrics to I'm on a boat? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, Christmas next week, folks. Merry Christmas, everyone. Should all the ape men be forgotten and never brought to Thank you.